Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Grant Johnson, back in the house, Here baby. we are. Woohoo! We're back. Still waiting on uh, Jimmy here. His He's, bus. And, yeah, yeah. But before I before I left, like we had a couple shows where it was just Jimmy and me or something. At some point, he had found a new bus route that delivered him here at like 5 a.m. So what happened to that one? Really? Yeah. Oh, he, he just neglected had to, walk, to tell me that. He had to I was walk over one street, and then he was getting here, like, literally, like, early, like 5.30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> he wanted to keep that one from you. We'll deal with that when he gets in. <laughs> uh, we also need to deal with the fact that you had a child. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of big. Little Birdie Johnson. Yeah. So that'll be a discussion this morning at some point. Um, and I, listen, I know people are sick of it, but it's pretty big news. Trump is in the news. So Another big story last night. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Woodstock, August 15th, 1969. It started. Nice. So today, we're going to feature um, a couple of tunes from the Woodstock era. A handful of them will be live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the odd one where, like, canned heat. I listened to the live <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It didn't sound great. Right. So I chose to play the studio version. And we'll also be putting them in our cruise controls okay. starting in the 10 o'clock hour with Mariah. So, we're taking you back to 1969 today on Cruise. Cruise News. Donald Trump (laughs) has once again been indicted. This is the fourth time, uh, fourth set of criminal charges. It happened last night, this time in Georgia, where he is accused of trying to overturn his 2020 election loss. So, it's official. He's been indicted for the fourth time. Didn't he say that if he got indicted four times, he'd become the next president? Did he say something like that? <laughs> yeah, I think he said <laughs> something that a prophecy? like that. <laughs> it, it was written. One more. Po- One more, and I'm going to become the president as, again. As was prophesied in the book, The Art of the Deal. <laughs> so I was at a family reunion of sorts, right? I've got an interesting family. Not that we yeah. get to... Not to that we need to get into it. But um, my stepdad, uh, he comes from a huge family, mm-hmm. and they're all still alive, at nine brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. And I think there's five girls and four boys, and every four or five years they get together, and they were in Alberta. Mm-hmm. They move around the country, and so they invited us down. So Deb and I went down on the weekend and, and uh, hung out with them for a night. And, of course, they're spread all over God's green earth as well. And there's a rule about talking about politics and about religion. Smart. Yeah. Right? When you have a big family. You got to put some rules in. Yeah. yeah. So they've they've decided. And and, and it's it's an interesting collection of individuals. And some of the family ended up 
in the States. Mm. And um, at one point, I remember overhearing a conversation about why someone's husband didn't come. And uh, apparently, he's a big Republican yeah. and a big Trumper. And he actually didn't want to come to Canada because he didn't want our woke liberal government to wear <laughs> off on him. <laughs> really? That's awesome. <laughs> You can't even make that. Uh, amazing. <laughs> he legitimately didn't want to. I'm not going up there. It might wear off on me. Amazing. I don't want. I don't want to dip my foot in that pool. It'll change me. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So this story's a bit old, but. It's worth discussing, and the reason why I want to make sure that we bring this up today is because I have talked about this before, and I have a number of cat-related items on my list of people I don't trust. Yes. Right? Like Single men with cats. Yes. That's definitely on the list, but if you are a cat person in general... It's, listen, it's not that I'm not going to spend time with you. It's just, it's a red flag and I'm going to keep an eye on you. There's also a mix. Like if you have a dog and a cat, that's different than just having a cat. If you got multiple cats, it's weird. If you got like, there's different combinations and stuff. If you have two cats, like we are really starting to Uh, creep into concern, concern territory. Yeah. But it kind of depends if you have two cats, if you have two kids. And one's the one kids, one's the other. That's a little bit different. Like when we were, I feel like cats don't have owners. Uh, like you can't be like, that's my cat. That's like you can't. With they're dogs. just renting we, space in your. They're we, just. They're going to eat you when you die. We thought they were our cats. They'll eat your face what? off. What did you say? I said we thought they were our cats. Oh, when okay. I was lit, when I was little, how many cats did you have? We had would, we had two. My sister had one, and I had one. You and had they, dogs, though, and too. they moved. Okay, like the, like the cats uh, took off on us. So here's the thing about this particular story, though, and and it's it's worth pointing out. So there was an Edmonton residence. They went in and mm-hmm. they had to, like, they had to shut this place down, remove the 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 occupants, and then they had to deal with the cats. There was 56 cats. Here's the thing about that story. It's never dogs mm. or pigeons. Or do you know what I mean? It's always cats. So obnoxiously large amount of cats. Yeah, crazy people are attracted to cats. They love them. They do. Yeah, and they're okay if they start to multiply, and also not concerned about where they go to the bathroom. None of that. So I saw in this story the the firefighter said there was alarmingly high levels of ammonia in the house, which is they were just peeing everywhere from their pee. It's never that this is never a story about 56 dogs. No, no, it's always 56 cats. Imagine a house with 56 dogs. Great. (laughs) Three, two, the locker rooms. Jimmy at the movies. I shall call him Minnie. It's like Minnie at the movies, but shorter. Jimmy, what movie did you watch on the weekend? Dinner for Schmucks. I know that after sex. You like to curl up in the fecal position. You cry like a little baby. Martha told you. No, she did not. Fecal? 
Yeah, is it, it, he's an idiot. Uh, that was the whole thing. Is the dinner for? Uh, don't know if you've seen it. Was these guys that thought that they were red, these these guys that think they're better than other people bring bring people down that they say have good talents and then they make fun of them. Yeah, they're each supposed to find like one loser to bring to dinner, right? And basically yeah. get them to talk about stuff and then make fun of them. And, uh, okay. And uh, Jim or Steve Carell. Oh, man. Is he one of the schmucks? He, he's the the one that was talking right there. He makes like little villages out of mice or something, doesn't he? Uh, like like little, stuffed it, mice and it, like he has these stuffed mice yeah. and he makes he makes like movie scenes like uh, out of out of it in little boxes. Like he did the uh, the you last know what's interesting supper. about this. I didn't know that this was the 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 premise behind the movie, but um, take the. We're bringing them together to make fun of them out of the equation. But this is my life. I've always been attracted to bizarre people that do bizarre things. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Your best friend is me. <laughs> right? Lawn darts tournament. Yeah. It's a collection it's a of interesting collection. people. So, yeah. So that but I love that. I love that kind of chaos. I've always been like wildly mm -hmm. attracted to people that are the skating is, a different ponds. Yeah, the difference is you don't invite them over and then make fun of them, though. You're just no. kind of one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I am you part in. of the crew. <laughs> like, uh, like that uh, was part of a fight between uh, Zach... Uh, Zach's character, Zach Galifianakis, or however you say it. That's right. We ended and up, we're doing the six degrees of separation with Jimmy at the movies, and Zach it, Galifianakis was the reason why we ended up on with dinner like, for Schmuck. Like this mm -hmm. dinner, they had this creepy uh, ventriloquist that brought his girlfriend, who was the ventriloquist, and they were fighting. Um, they oh were having God. relationship uh, issues. Why do I want to go to this dinner party now? <laughs> uh, what would you think of the movie? Uh, I I couldn't give it more than a three. Three? Okay. Three it was funny, but it was just yeah. It was. It took a long time to get to the dinner. Okay. All right. There we go. Dinner for schmucks is a three out of five buttered cobs of Tabor corn. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Ninety-five-seven Cruise FM. All right. Settle in. Story time with Lock. <laughs> so when I got out of high school, I wanted to get into radio. Okay. And I had been told by everybody that it wasn't a good career path. They were even that, saying that in the 70s, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it was not the 70s. <laughs> they, they still say that. <laughs> so they had told me that I should, because uh, I had good grades. Mm -hmm. I was an honor roll student, and they were like, you need to take advantage of that. This radio thing it just doesn't make any sense. Be a doctor. So I went to um, Castlegar, and I went to, because I had no idea what I wanted to do other than radio. Mm -hmm. Went to Castlegar, I went to Selkirk College, and I took... University transfer courses. Okay. And I'm sitting there at one point during the year, and I'm realizing, this is in the spring, that I live by myself. I pay my own rent. I bought my own car. I can make my own decisions. And this this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go to Vancouver, and I'm going to get into radio school. So I pack up all my crap. I leave school, and I head to Vancouver, right, to pursue yeah. my dreams, and I get to Van, um, I get a place to live, I go to BCIT, I knock on the door, and I say, I'm here, I want to start radio. Let me in. 
And they, um, at that point, they didn't take just anybody. Mm-hmm. Now in radio, you can like anybody. literally stumble up to any school <laughs> and you're in there. If you've got the cash, yep. they actually said no to me. And so at the time, the, the, the no came with a, we don't think you're serious about it. Wow. And I'm like, what? I drove a... You're a serious broadcaster. I drove across the country mm-hmm. for this, right? Like, what, what are you talking about? So I thought, all right, I'll prove to them that I'm serious. So I went and I got a job doing um, a weekend morning, sh- a weekend blues show at the radio station at SFU. Mm-hmm. So C-Jive. I did this 6 to 8 o'clock in the morning. It was the only time spot they had available on Sunday mornings. <laughs> and I did a two-hour radio show there. So I, I was doing radio. And um, at, this, at the same time, I went and I got, a, I, I got into the Columbia Academy of Broadcast Arts. Mm-hmm. At that time, that was one of those places where if you knock on the door, they're going to take you in. Take your money. You can have you off a, a limp and a head injury, yeah. and they're going to let you take their <laughs> class. I do that course for eight months. At the end of it, you, I'm you like... Did, you could have mentioned Jimmy by name. <laughs> a limp and a head injury. <laughs> so anyway, at the end of it, I realize I still do not sound like the broadcasters that I'm listening to on the radio. And so I need to go back to BCIT. So I go back to BCIT, mm-hmm. knock on the door, and they go, ah, we just don't think you... So now I've gone to school... <laughs> What more can I do? I'm volunteering at a, like, I'm giving my time for this. Like, what the hell is, but they put me on a wait list and they say, I'll tell you what, if we have an opening, Mm -hmm. we'll call you. Okay. Literally a week before the end of August, I get a call from admissions. I'm in. I start my schooling. I do two years. I get a job in Edson, Alberta. They uh, they gave me horrible grades. It was really hard to take because yeah. I, I like they did not like me when I was at BCIT. I was barely maintaining a C average, mm-hmm. and, and it's all based on their idea of who I was. A lot of okay? maths. And, now yeah. you sit back and you take a look at the thirty five people that graduated from BCIT that same year, and you take a look at who's still in it, and I'm one of three. Yeah. Okay, so I'm one of their more successful graduates of all time, yet I struggled through the whole program, okay? About halfway into my radio career, so, well, shouldn't say half, (laughs) five or six or seven or eight years later, I get a call from my sister, and she says to me, she says, I'm working with this guy, my sister is a nurse, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that she did back in the day was she did home stuff so she would go to people's homes and help them out yeah and so she was working with this guy who was a quadriplegic so he was paralyzed from the neck down and the story was that he always wanted to get into radio and the summer that he was supposed to get into radio he was playing frisbee with his buddies at the beach Mm mm-hmm and someone threw the frisbee into the water, and he jumped, grabbed it, and smoked his head on a rock. Oof. And he was paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. And he has since passed away. My sister took care of him, would show up in the morning, help him get ready, and do the nursing thing mm-hmm. with him. 
when I found out that he was a radio guy, like always wanted to get into radio, but his career obviously never got started because of this accident. And he was a big Ben Harper fan, massive uh-huh. Ben Harper fan. So he called, my sister called to see if I could take him to the show. He was in, it was in Vancouver. So yeah. I flew to Vancouver and we went out, had a bite to eat, had a couple of drinks. I took him to the show, got him on the guest list to meet Ben Harper. And while we were at dinner or lunch or whatever before the show, we started to do some math. He was accepted into BCIT the same year that I got in, in mm. 1992. And that summer in August had that horrific accident yeah. and had to bow out. So you got his spot. Yes. That's amazing. So I've always had this really... That's crazy how that works. ...kind of bizarre connection with this band, Ben Harper, mm-hmm. because we went to that show, and it was spectacular. It was outdoors, And at the end of the show, we go and we stand in line to meet Ben Harper. And Ben walked up to this guy and had a conversation with him. And I don't know if I've told this story on the air before, but he he believed in crystals. And so he had a crystal with him in his his, uh, chair, in his wheelchair. Okay. And I don't know if you know this, but you're not supposed to touch crystals. But he didn't want a picture with Ben. He didn't want an autograph. All he wanted was, because he thought Ben Harper had these powers, Mm -hmm. he said, would you do me a favor? Would you hold my crystal for a minute? Hmm. And Ben reached into the bag, grabbed it, sat down, got down on one knee with him, grabbed his hands and the crystal, and held it for like a minute or two. Yeah. Just, I I don't know. Cool. It's kind of a heavy story, but yeah. it was it was something that I never thought that he had to do. And the fact that he did it, and my connection with the band, and the fact that I took this kid's... It's crazy that you took his, his spot. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. His, and his name. You actually changed your name to his. And- I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that that didn't happen. I assumed his identity. No. <laughs> so I was, at, I was at Ben Harper on Sunday, and this is just something that... Uh, you were thinking about. Yeah, I was thinking about, and I was I got coaxed over by some people that kind of knew me mm-hmm. and said, "Lock, come sit over here." So I sat on the hill um, at the show on Sunday on a tarp, and um, and I'd had a couple of drinks because mm-hmm. we had the lawn darts tournament. So I had a bit of a buzz going, and uh, at one point a joint started to go around as it does, yeah. And so I had a little hoot, like when in Rome. <laughs> And I got so stoned, <laughs> I had to leave, <laughs> and I had my scooter with me, Yeah, and I couldn't ride it. <laughs> had to walk it home. Man. So it took me about an hour and 15 minutes to get home. <laughs> you ended up On getting Sunday lost. <laughs> you got lost and called the wife. No, I, I walked all the way home. <laughs> Pushing the scooter. Pushing the scooter with my helmet on. <laughs> Looking Amazing. really cool. It's about a 12.30 entrance to the front door of the house. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Round 19 winner of the Locker Room Celebrity Death Pool. Lachlan Cross, ladies and gentlemen. So lame. Woo! 
So lame. And the funny thing about that one is the fact that Grant got like four bonus picks. I know. He had like I had a nine lot of people. people. Okay, so here's what we're doing. Who was it that died? I don't even remember. It was, so it was Tony, Tony Bennett. Tony, Tony Bennett. Bennett, yeah. Yeah, and he died on July 21st. Yeah. And because our show, like, we've been... Been apart. We haven't done it. We haven't been able to actually um, get into it. So, as of today, for the next month, the two losers, you, James P. White, and you, Grant Johnson, have to use one-ply toilet paper. Okay, can I bank a week? No, because we were in no. The, no, we were in the hospital for a week with our baby, and I had to use the one ply toilet paper in the well, hospital that for count. an it entire week. Right now, because I've had to use outhouse toilet paper too during this time frame. Not Wait, for, for an entire week. week. No, it, no, he's no. We're home. not. No, we're <laughs> not banking it. <laughs> so we're not banking it. In an outhouse at the dentist sadness now. I don't no. know. That seems fair. No, he's already, I don't believe it's fair. There's a whole week of nothing but one ply. Then if he gets a week off, I do too. No, then you get an extra week because you're complaining. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're okay, changing the rules. Toilet paper. Right, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll do a quick informal poll right now. If you think Grant should get a week off and only have to go three weeks because he had to use I, I one did ply. a whole week of one fly at the yeah. hospital. And he did legit, because he was in Friday, they didn't get out of the hospital until Saturday. Yeah. I'm still saying the punishment starts now. It starts for both. No, I think he should get a week no, off. I banked the one. The punishment starts now. No. No. No, listen, we're letting the listeners decide. Does Grant get to bank a week? And only have to go three weeks out of the And challenge. I'm not getting off the punishment, Tanya. I'm still doing three weeks. It's just one week that I've already done. Yeah. I've already done one week. I th- that sounds fair to yeah. me. I'm doing three more weeks. Yeah. Okay, here's your toilet paper. So far, the majority is against. Is people not listening? They're going, no, Grant doesn't get off the punishment. I'm not no, getting off the off punishment. A, he doesn't get punish- off for a week. He just, he gets there. a week break. Mark says you get that week. Mark can... <laughs> He says, put Grant's week on to Jimmy's. All right. So we're doing an un- informal poll quickly on, on tax 780-989-0957. Grant had to use one ply at the hospital for a week. Should he get a week reprieve? People still- are clarifying no banking for, I Jim, for Grant. Okay. No banking for All Grant. Right. Okay. Well, th- listen, we'll let them decide. Now, here's the schedule for the locker room celebrity death pool. For round 20. So we announced the winner this morning. Tomorrow, we're going to secure a wager. Yeah. Okay? So start thinking about the next wager for us, and we'll figure that out tomorrow. And then on Thursday, we'll make our picks for round 20. A note, Grant will get a bonus pick because Sinead O'Connor passed away. Um, and anytime anybody has somebody pass away from a past round, they get a bonus pick in the current round. Yeah, the, whoever the last person was to have her. So you'll get Excuse six me. picks, um, and you get your bonus pick at the end of the uh, of the five picks rounds on Thursday. All right. I love how we've now turned in the celebrity death pool to like a week of content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. All right. Where are we at with the informal poll about whether or not Grant should get a week banked for his one-ply use at the hospital? To be fair, yeah. too, I don't know what the results are because I haven't had a chance to look. But he went into the hospital... 
with Michaela and Birdie after Tony Bennett died. Yeah, it was afterwards. So technically, he was within the window. It wasn't like I knew it that was we before. were going to have to do the week or the month. Sorry. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I got one week here. Are people on Grant's side it's here? It's or pretty no? split. Ken says, nope, no banking. Dave says, Grant should not get a week off. Um, Alan says, self-inflicted wounds do not count. We want, he could have brought his own toilet paper to the hospital. <laughs> That's what was on my mind. Uh, should not get a week off. A firm no from Donald. Um, then we have um, Joe says, yes, Grant should get the bank. Um, we have... Um, yeah, Rob saying give the week to Grant. Jimmy knew in advance he could have banked a week already too ahead of time. Um, we have yeah, it's li- split here. Lindley saying Jimmy can use the one ply to sop up all his tears. He's crying right now. <laughs> give him the week. <laughs> I don't know, Grant. It looks like more people are against you getting a week off. I like Jones. If Grant gets a week off, Jimmy should get a whole week off because he lived in Tabor. That's all they have is one ply toilet paper. <laughs> True. The old, when you're going home for corn fest, you got to use Ma and Pa's outhouse. <laughs> so, all right. Okay. It looks like there's more nose. Yeah. So, Grant, you got to go a full month. All right. Well, I got some calluses built up. <laughs> the locker room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, here we are. Donald Trump, he's back in the Grant reports because he's just, there's an election coming, so he's making news. Trump has been indicted uh, once again on criminal charges. This is the fourth time in a fourth different state that he has been charged because nobody gets indicted like Donald Trump. You know, most presidents don't get any charges against them. They're losers. He's got four Four times he's been charged now. Uh, The new charges have something to do with him claiming that maybe the results of the 2020 election (laughs) could have been questionable. I don't know. Do you remember him mentioning that? I kind of remember him saying one or two things about it, maybe, at one time. Uh, Trump has vowed that when he beats Biden in a leg wrestle and takes back his presidential belt, he is going to get his revenge on all the states that have pressed charges against him. (laughs) So half the people in Georgia that vote against him will be forced to work at Trump steak slaughter plants, uh, while the other half will spend their time grading papers from Trump University. I hope you like reading all of Jimmy's Star Wars erotica fan fiction that he submits. These four indictments... Against the Chosen One uh, were actually written about years ago in the Holy Book, The Art of the Deal, too. So it's all coming true as was predicted. This is the way. The Grant Report is brought to you by BOGO Tuesday at Edmonton Glory Hall Tours. Oh, right. It's Tuesday. And Summer with a Bang. Book your BOGO Tour today at EdmontonGloryHallTours.com. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Got an email from Wayne. So they went and they got a bunch of Tabor corn. (laughs) And uh, they had it on the weekend. And I guess they had a big family discussion about whether or not you should put salt and butter on Tabor corn. And it was pretty split down the middle. And I I got the email from him, and I said, well, I know somebody that knows something about Tabor corn. We uh, work with the little bastard. Yeah, but his... his um 
everything came into question when he said that he prefers to microwave his Tabor corn. That's a really good so point. Can we trust him? But every time we've done a taste test, I've been able to tell exactly which is which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every can, time. You can tell. I didn't even... That one time where it was, where I said... It uh, wasn't. He's got a good point. No, I'm saying even you, when just because your you corn tell was doesn't better. mean you know the best way to eat it, though, Mister Microwave. But, but the thing is, though, is there's something wrong with you microwaving corn. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, but, okay, we're not gonna. That's not part of the conversation. The conversation is whether or not you should. Excessive amounts of butter is bad. Like if you put a little bit and you can t- still taste the corn, but no salt. Why do you need to add salt to perfection? Like uh, you know, Tabor corn. It definitely adds salt. I put a little garlic on it too. Ooh, yeah, garlic salt. Yeah, that sounds like a go. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about salt, and and again, but the thing is, is you want the sweet of the corn. You want the taste of the Tabor corn. It's not like canned corn where I don't you know can if add. I've ever had a piece of corn without salt and butter on it? It's it's got to have it. Yeah, I have. It's have still you? okay, but it's way better with butter and salt. No, you guys are so wrong. Like, See, if, the thing about salt, though. Just hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. Like, if you take a nice piece of meat and put it on the barbecue, okay, right? Anybody that knows anything about barbecuing will tell you that a little bit of salt, yeah, because put it's, on properly, because it's, it's the binder or whatever. If you're going to put a barbecue it, sauce or something, but it on also it. brings out the flavor of the steak. But. but st- I meat, think there's something. Meat is different than a vegetable. I don't know about that. I think because the thing something... is, is you're not pulling you're not pulling juices out of the corn. The corn already has the juices in each kernel. Like but, you're not. But I'm saying that sometimes salt benefits the taste of something, and I think that might be the case with corn. No, I totally disagree with you. This is this is what I missed while I was gone. You. <laughs> Hard hitting. <laughs> like the thing Discussions. is, is, is you see if I threw a piece of Tabor corn in front of you, you wouldn't know it any different than than a piece from California. Uh, you you know, would not. No, 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 no. Because no, no, we've I, had this conversation. Can I say this? Can I say this? Fresh over the, Tabor corn. Over the years since I've been working with you, I've gone out of my way because you were very passionate about Tabor. Jimmy won't eat Tabor. any corn that's not from Tabor so and hasn't I, been blessed by a priest. If I'm at a place at a grocery store, or actually not even grocery store because they don't really, but if we are buying corn, I will go out of my way to look for Tabor corn because of you. And I will say this. I there are other corn I've had other corn that I thought was really really good but because of my allegiance with you and because we're friends I've always tried to support the Tabor corn thing and it's always good it never disappoints me but I have not once not put butter and a little bit of salt on it and all I'm saying is what the question was if the corn is so damn good does it need it was no, the it conversation does not need it okay but I think that adding butter and salt makes corn better even Tabor corn, because who doesn't like a little fat guy juice on it and a it little makes bit of everything salt? Better. But, you're, yes. but the thing is, okay, I'm also a little tainted because I don't like butter on anything. I don't put butter uh, except popcorn. That's the uh, like That's I don't put corn. butter on. I don't put butter on my 
Popcorn is different. Yeah, popcorn is not like I corn only on eat, the cup. I only don't, eat Tabor don't. popcorn. So, <laughs> anyone who's using Tabor corn for popcorn should be slapped. Oh, I'm sure. No, there's no no. You can't yeah. use Tabor corn for popcorn. Tabor not popcorn in, is the best. Uh, you, uh, all right. I don't think we've just have we come to any real conclusion here. <laughs> No butter on Tabor corn. That's yes, the conclusion. I know about that. I I'm I'm team butter. I'm team and butter salt. and salt. Yeah, always. All right. So yeah, you lose again. <laughs> You're in the locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. We've got a couple of texts about the Tabor corn. Should it have butter and salt on it? Somebody mentioned pepper. Oh my god! Yeah, Little, said, no. Where's the fresh ground pepper? In nice. This? I'll put pepper on all my vegetables. To be honest, I don't <laughs> disagree with you. Yeah, uh, I, do, I do put butter, salt, and pepper on some of my vegetables, but not Tabor corn. Not in this lifetime. Michael said, "Try garlic butter and Lowry's seasoning salt. That's the best thing." Um, we had we always have a Lowry's, Lowry's seasoning salt because my wife uses it for one of her salads. Oh, so, okay, and so yeah, that's a strong move. Actually, Mel from Dark Side of the Grill has a Mexican street corn that he makes. He's got the recipe up on his uh, Instagram. It looks amazing. So what takes, is that exactly? Takes the cobs of corn and puts a bunch of seasonings and stuff on it, and, and then cooks it on makes the barbecue. It kind of spicy, and then barbecues it. Yeah. Oh, why do I need to try that? Out? It looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, Mark said, "Put some of the butter in the palm of your hand, and then stroke the corn to perfection. And that's how you get it uh, the perfect amounts of salt and everything else." That sounds dirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kane said, "Have a bit of salt with fruit. It enhances the flavor. It would be the same See, with corn." That's the no. thing, right? Like salt br- sometimes <laughs> brings. Out the flavor of of an of something, right? Not just no. It, you so you were saying it was you, just meat? No, I think I think it does. I think not with corn. I, not I with Tabor corn. Um, you could use a, a substitute California corn, maybe. Because you need know. to adjust the taste, but not taper. Jared said, uh, butter and seasoning, salt all the way. Um, but garlic butter is better. Jimmy, don't be a Tabor corn bigot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ryan Lindley said, uh, salt enhances flavor. Are we actually arguing with the guy who puts cilantro in a pot roast? What's wrong with cilantro in a pot roast? The Locker Room presents Star Wars News. Now, your host for Star Wars News, James P. White. So the uh, newest trailer came out because the Ahsoka Tano series is actually starting. Saki Tano. Okay. I had no idea uh, we had a Japanese. It's cool because the last one was the Bruce, Bruce, Bruce one, Lee was not Japanese, by the, the way. first Japanese um, Jedi. So... So the oh, thing is, cool. is so in the trailer they showed a lot of Anakin. There was a clip of him at the beginning, but he was narrating throughout it because see, Anakin Skywalker was actually Ahsoka's master. She's uh, she started her training with him. Oh, so with throughout Darth the Vader? Clone Wars, before he, he was Darth in- Vader. Okay, so she got kicked out of the Jedi Order. That's a long story, but then. She left she have and abandoned him. The force powers? Oh yeah, she's full out force. Yeah, like she's uh, and she's uh, full out. 
she uses Jarakai, the lightsaber uh, with two mm. lightsabers. I remember you teaching that one. Yeah. No, I haven't taught it yet. Uh, it's That's coming, coming soon to a theater up, near you. In an upcoming. So, uh, but yeah, so she she was the one in the uh, Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That one with the Jedi. The, she's the one. If you don't know, because um, she has two lightsabers. They were white. But she's also she's got orange. the huge mushroom on her head. She's it's orange, not really yeah. a mushroom. Not it's kind of. Is she orange? Uh, yeah, her skin is kind of orangish. Okay, and, but and she's got the weird uh, white designs on her on her face and paint. Yeah, she looks really cool. Yeah, I'm actually thinking that this might I might be into this one. I think I'll I think I might bite on this. But one. this the the whole purpose of this conversation was Hayden Christensen, so they teased him coming back either probably as a Force ghost since he's dead. Um, okay, because this is there after the Return of the Yoda. Jedi. And who's all Force Ghosts now? We got Yoda. Uh, um, actually, uh, we, Luke, at this point, Luke there would is be now uh, one. No, but not at this Obi? point. Luke Obi. is still on the Mexican. Luke, Luke is still Preston alive Manning. during this series. Preston Manning's in the Force too. Yeah, he's a Force. Yeah, ghost. he might show up. But so let me ask you a question, and this is a serious question okay. about and I've being got the answer involved with Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise. Uh, you get pigeonholed. A lot of the uh, like, even yeah. in the originals, even in the original. Uh, yeah. Uh, How uh, many people have had a decent career? Post Star Wars, I can tell you two for sure: Harrison Ford, Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford, and yeah. uh, he had to like shun Star Wars though to do that. But Harrison but Ford yeah. and uh, uh, what's your name played Amidala. Um, oh, the, the, the Natalie guy, Portman, the guy in the oh Natalie Portman R two D two suit. Yeah, he uh, had but, a good uh, but career. But most too, of the other ones were kind <laughs> of. <laughs> Isn't that the the little guy that you like so much that was in Star Wars? You're thinking of Kenny Baker, but he no Kenny Kenny no was, not Kenny Baker. You're thinking Kenny of Warwick. Da- you're Wars. thinking of Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, but he, he wasn't in R two D two. He was in Wicket, the the Ewok. And well, he was one of the Ewoks. Oh, okay, but he had okay. a great career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Ewoks are cute, though, right? No one, no <laughs> but, one held it against them. But the thing is, is a lot of them get pigeonholed. Like, yeah. Even though Natalie Portman, she did actually win an Academy Award after Star Wars, but a lot of them did a don't. A lot of them did not recover, especially from the prequels. Look yeah, like, but, Jar, but, Jar but even Binks. in the original, man. <laughs> actually, yeah, he's. That, it's time for that, a comeback. And for he Jar-Jar. didn't even show his face. It was just his <laughs> voice. And they turned against him. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway. Okay, is that that's is, that's it for the when yeah. does the Jedi we should get the, the plug in. When yeah, does the Jedi Jimmy Actually the very first episode is coming up this Friday. Oh awesome. Okay. Everybody This is the uh, backstory of the Ahsoka of Tano. The so Japanese you, Jedi. You're gonna not only hear what you heard right now, but more. So much more. Tons so much. More. So, so much. So much more. Can't wait. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I do not know why, but I am fascinated by this Mark Zuckerberg potential <laughs> Elon Musk fight. Yeah. <sighs> you You mentioned it when the news broke. You said, I don't know why I need this, but I absolutely need this in my life. Yeah, I would watch it for sure. I, no, d- hands down. Yeah, I'd pay the $100 to watch it. Absolutely, I would. But why am I so fascinated by this? I don't think it'll ever happen. And now... Um, so you're on that side? Yeah, I, I was on that side. With, I, don't, I think Mark would. 
Because he actually trains and he he put a UFC octagon in his backyard and stuff. Yeah. And but Elon to me would never commit to that. To actually getting in the octagon and fighting Mark Zuckerberg. And so Mark okay. has, the latest news is Mark Zuckerberg has called off the fight. He said Elon is not serious about it. And so he's all talk. Um, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Well, there was a text ex- or a DM yeah. exchange on one of their platforms. Uh, it doesn't matter. But they went back and forth uh, in a private conversation. And the private conversation was Mark Zuckerberg saying, hey, listen, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. If, we're, if this is going to happen, you need to commit to this fully, 100%, or I'm just going to back out. So I think that's strategic, though. I think I think Mark Zuckerberg actually wants to beat up Elon Musk. I think he does, <laughs> and I think he's do. I think this is a tactic to try to get him to actually agree to it. Yeah, possibly. I think, I think you're right, though. I think the flakier of the two is definitely Elon Musk. Yeah, but I was at. I was at about a 50 per- I've been creeping around mm-hmm. the, like below 50% chances of this actually happening and I get excited when like Dana White says I flew to Rome to talk to the officials about doing this outside of the cathedral. Yeah, cuz they're going to do it in like a Roman Colosseum <laughs> and it's this big event Dana White's promoting it with the UFC. And- so, I think I started at about a 10% mm-hmm. believable like sort of thing and then I creeped up to like 30s I was close to 50 last week and then after seeing this exchange I don't know where I'm at now I'm just I'm wildly confused about the possibility of this happening Elon's kind of like an internet troll right so he's saying that he's going to show up at Mark's house and fight him. And well, he was offering, that was also part of the exchange, yeah. was like, well, I'll fight you right now. I'll come over to your house right now. We'll fight in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> These two losers. Why do I care about this? I'm embarrassed <laughs> that this is even a thing. <laughs> but you're not the only one. Everybody oh, wants to see this. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see keep... two billionaires fight. We'll keep uh, we'll keep an eye on this thing. I agree, though, with Dana White that this thing could actually raise a billion dollars. It probably could, and yeah. that was the point uh, Mark Zuckerberg was trying to to make was that this is too much money and too big of a story for you to be taking it lightly mm-hmm. or just sort of brushing it off, right? I yeah. think, though, just from an ego perspective. I think the fact that Mark did that in the last couple of days might actually mean it's going to happen. Might like it might get Elon off the pot. Maybe, yeah. Right? Where are you at? Because he was at eighty percent last week that it's going to happen. I don't think it's happening. You're at a zero. Yeah, I'm at a zero. Elon's not. Elon won't do it. Uh yeah. Mark, I, I could see Jeff Bezos doing it. Maybe Mark oh, will yeah. fight Jeff Bezos. I would never step in a ring with Mark. <laughs> what is he? Is he five foot one? Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a little muscle man now, too. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I could just see him chewing a limb off of somebody. <laughs> this is Show Local Some Love. Once again, Rob Vavrick from Rad Torque Raceway joining us. It's been a busy August, Vav. It's been a very busy summer as a whole, but August is even busier and pretty pumped that got 
the monster truck throwdown returning to Rad Torque Raceway. When is that coming back to Rad Torque? That is August 18th to the 20th. So we got a show Friday night, Saturday night, and a Sunday afternoon show. And uh, we're uh, really pumped. It does sell out quite often. Yeah. Uh, so we really, really encourage people to get tickets ahead of time online. You definitely don't want to bring the kids to a parking lot and see a sold out sign. And uh, uh, you want to avoid the disappointment. Tell us about the pit party. Yeah, for just an extra 10 bucks. And I mean, kids' tickets only start at $15. It's very, very reasonable. For an extra 10 bucks, uh, you can get in an hour early before the uh, gates open to the general public and you get up and close with the trucks the drivers you get autographs you take pictures there's nice. free ice cream posters uh it's pretty cool it's a it's a nice little party before the event and what is the private skybox you can get your own private skybox at the top of the oval drag strip for eight people and you can get uh, you know food and beverage service in there protected from the elements shall we say if there <laughs> is wind and rain but yeah. you still get a great view of everything and you've got uh, a little bit more comfortable seating than uh, the bleachers but you know what everyone will have a good time and a good vantage point no matter where you sit. So Monster Trucks at Rad Torque Raceway, is this a show for kids or is this a show for adults to tell everyone that they're taking the kids? <laughs> We've pretty much got every shape, size, <laughs> age, gender uh, possible out for these events. It is definitely, you know, a good family outing, but there's all kinds of young adults to just come out and have a couple of, you know, drinks and uh, have a good time. And, uh, you know, on top of the trucks, I mean, this is a real unique show. Our monster truck throwdowns, we don't worry about wrecking the trucks. We're doing wheelies, <laughs> burnout flips, and the backflip attempt where you won't get at any other shows. We do them. And if they land on the roof and they roll, they're they're just hooting and hollering. They're having a good time, and the crowd goes crazy. Nice. On top of that, though, we also have freestyle motocross racers going. So freestyle motocross is the bikes that do all kinds of flips and acrobatics in the air with their motorbikes. It's absolutely amazing to see what these guys do. Those guys are That'll nuts. be taking place on top of uh you know the monster trucks themselves so it's a great great all-around show where should we send people for ticket info rad raceway.com or even rad raceway.com if uh you're a little challenge spelling torque so rad raceway.com's <laughs> got everything let's tease quickly september 9th because this isn't the end of the summer for for rad torque raceway yeah, we've got one more event, and uh, if you can't make uh, Monster Truck Throwdown the uh, 18th to the 20th, we will have a couple Monster Trucks at our Annihilation event on September 9th. Uh, this is, uh, you know, if you really like wrecking stuff, this is the show. We actually drop a car from a crane a couple of times, and then we incinerate it with a jet car as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got redneck racers, mega trucks, got monster trucks, uh, freestyle motocross. We'll be back for that. It's got a little bit of everything. And uh, once again, a great event for families or just people just wanted to have a good, unique time. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. We have Amanda Katz on the line with us. She's the executive director for an organization called Homeless Cars. And you are actually working in the Edmonton area now. This is something that started back east, and now you're making your way west, Amanda? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, firstly, for for having me on the air. I was curious about how we were going to cruise from last subject into this one, but I'm <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we started out in um, July of 2020 here in Ontario, and we've been making our 
way westward, and we entered the Alberta market in late winter or early spring. That's so right. We're now serving the Edmonton community. Yeah. Shortly after you launched here in Edmonton, you actually, uh, we had you on, and you've yes. had a little bit of success. You've had a couple of cars come in, right? Yeah, yeah, we've had nine cars to date, um, which doesn't sound like a, a whole lot, but it's it's been able to do some really good work for the charities that we support in the Edmonton community already. And, you know, you guys have got um, some cars out there. You've got some charities that exist already, but our intention is to keep those funds local. So we're hoping that nine turns into a whole lot more soon. Yeah, so, so people, you can donate your unwanted car to your group. You'll come pick it up, and then uh, in exchange, you get a, a tax receipt, right, for your yeah, donation. Absolutely. Yeah, and right now, based on the value of scrap and parts within the market, we're giving a minimum of 800 bucks in tax receipt value uh, per vehicle. And, you know, that fluctuates. Sometimes scrap value is better, sometimes it's worse, but we always try and give a really honest um, understanding of what that vehicle's cost looks like. And if you've got a nicer car, we'll we'll be able to issue a higher tax receipt for that as well. When I first saw this, I was like, oh, they're giving cars to homeless people to live in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's not that. We do, get a, we do get a couple people reaching out and we, we point them in the direction of our great charities out there. So Edmonton Food Bank and Boyle Street, uh, community services they're they're doing great work so we won't give you we'll be happy to take it off your hands and help support the organizations that we work with for sure i'm gonna tell a quick story amanda and this might Let's actually get some people to uh, it might actually spur on some people to donate some cars so okay. a friend of mine um he traveled a lot and he hadn't quite mm -hmm. moved out on his own so this was mm -hmm. years and years ago and I met him in Vancouver, and we were on the way to the island to visit his parents, who had relocated from the interior of BC to Nanaimo. And oh, yeah. um, his old man picked us up at the at the ferry terminal, and as we were walking to the car, he flipped a toonie at him. And mm -hmm. uh, my buddy caught the toonie, put it in his pocket, and we're driving. Not a lot was said. And then... He broached the topic and he said, hey, dad, um, what's with the toonie? Mm -hmm. And his father informed him that he had taken his car that he had left at his parents' place and donated it to a charity for $2. <laughs> oh, wow. Because he was sick of seeing this piece of crap car in the yard. Yeah. So that's, that's, often, that's often the case, and that was actually kind of a part of how we started up was our former, um, our founder and former executive director, she was dealing with a vehicle, and she brought it to a scrapyard and said, I don't want anything for it, just get rid of this thing already so we're trying to help people out a little bit and make that process easier and actually beneficial to them as well so if one of your loser kids left a car on your yard donate it yeah. to homeless That's cars right. and the money goes to a really really good cause and not only that the old man gets a tax receipt yeah <laughs> all yeah. right it's listen win -win. it's a win-win amanda we thank you for your time and um, as always whenever given an opportunity to help out any of the charities locally here um we're all about it especially the food bank um boyle street does great work so you pick some very worthy charities and charities that uh, not only um, are worth giving money to but are helping 
at where the where the need is right i, I mean that's yeah. that's the issue right now is that how do we mm-hmm. impact the the homeless population and the people that really need it right now and these are organizations that have figured out how to do that so um we appreciate it thank you so much for having me and we hope to continue to support the edmonton community we care a lot about it so thanks for having me and we hope to chat with you soon and get some cars. Should we send somebody to the webpage? Yeah, that's probably the best bet. Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah, yeah, great idea. Homelesscars.ca is the best place to find us. You can give us a chat or give us a call, and we'll be happy to help you out. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. No, there's nothing you can do to get rid of that smell. They've tried. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.